sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. One of the most basic ideas, if not the most basic idea, a really basic reality of Christianity is the idea of God. Who is God? What is God? Uh, And yet it's an idea that really when we dig a little bit deeper, we don't necessarily know what or who God is, at least in the fullness of who in fact he is. So who is God and what is God really? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, that's ignition at sfcatholic.org. <laughs> I just want to be clear. <laughs> I get harassed sometimes, teased for sure. I also harassed about uh, speaking a little bit too quickly. And uh, even, you're you're easily harassed. You're right? easily harassed. So uh, the person uh, you're hearing, in case you're just tuning, or if you're listening to this show, um, and, and you wouldn't have seen, or even if you're watching the video, the camera is on me, so you didn't see her looking all around yawning well i'm doing the opening (laughs) talking to you people and out of the corner of my eyes this person (laughs) bobbleheading it renee kranz hi renee hi chris see i i was like almost during during the intro i almost stopped like what are you looking at over there anything but you (laughs) see there we go that was well played well that was that was good crazy so renee let's dive in Okay. Last week, this is a this is a two parter. Yeah, yeah. two parter. <laughs> uh, so last week um, we we're talking about kind of what I said in the opening here. Uh, the the most basic quote unquote idea, the basic reality of Christianity is there is a God. Right. Um, I think that's kind of a duh. Duh. Exactly. <laughs> and yet, in last week's episode, using Bishop Barron, um, we we. I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into the idea of who and what God is. Um, we used uh, the the burning bush mm-hmm. story from Exodus chapter three mm-hmm. to to get in a little bit too, and 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 we we talked about the name that God uses to reveal oh, mm-hmm. when He reveals Himself to Moses. Right, and you knew what it was mm-hmm. even when I read it. Do you remember now? I am. I am, or I am who I, I am. am. Depends yep. how you want to translate the the Hebrew. Um, and and how uh, this would be really testing your memory. Now. Yeah. It is better. I, I, it, it's better. <laughs> it's, it's, we won't talk about why it's better. Okay. Right now. <laughs> uh, it what I what we talked about last week was there are two sort of aspects or dimensions to God's revelation of His name. <clears throat> excuse me, to Moses as I am. One of them. Well, do you remember what either of them are? Mm, no. If I, if I walked up to you and said, so just a re- quick recap, because some folks may have not have heard or listened to last week's episode. If I walked up to you and said, hey, my name is Renee Kranz. What's your name? And I said back, to, you said that to me. And I said back to you, I am who I am. 
It sounds snotty. I, right. I think I said that last you did. time, too. I think so, yeah. Uh, evasive, <clears throat> maybe a little mysterious. Yeah. Like, what the heck does that mean? Yep. Uh, so there's sort of like, there's more to me than you're able to grasp. Mm. And I <clears> talked <throat> about how for Semitic cultures, which and, and um, Jewish culture, uh, the Jews are part of the Semitic peoples, um, name to nobody's oh, name, right, there's right. an intimacy mm-hmm. there. Uh, and But to say somebody's name, uh, implies a great deal of familiarity, in- intimacy, and even power over the person. Right. So God's sort of like, uh, you you don't have power over me, so I'm not going to tell you my name. And yet, he is telling Moses his name. Mm-hmm. This is the second aspect of it. Uh, I am who I am. I am describes, in fact, the divine nature, describes what God is. Um Bishop Barron's version of what St. Thomas Aquinas says, summarizing the entire Christian tradition, uh, God is the sheer act of being to be or being itself, the sheer act of to be itself. So we're going down this path. We're doing a little bit of a deeper dive than normal into theology. And we're going to, we started with Bishop Barron last week and I want to return to Bishop Barron. But again, why? Uh, Because I think a lot of people have... (sighs) Infantile is too strong. I, 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 um, I don't mean this in a derogatory naive? way. I was going to say childish, but okay. naive would is kinder because <laughs> childish also sounds bad. <laughs> uh, but just, yeah, we we have an understanding of who God is that's a little bit too naive. As adults, you know, so when we study a particular subject, the way we learn that subject in second grade is different than it is in seventh grade, is different than it is sure. in twelfth grade, yep. is different than it is in whatever we do after mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we but let's just focus on K twelve. Yeah, I learned math in 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 early elementary, and I learned math in high school. And whatever level of math you got to in high school, the fact is you were taught more math as you got older right. because of, of of our intellectual capacity, because of the enlarging of our intellectual capacity. Right. We have to do the same thing with our understanding of divinity, of right. the deity, right. of who and what God is. Uh, and there's a way, and this is really what's driving a lot of Bishop Barron's certainly popular uh, work on this issue of God's nature, uh, but even as more theological uh, uh, yeah, more properly theological work. Um, our culture today, as Christians, we have a, probably like, a, to be honest, an elementary age level understanding of who God is. We're never going to fully understand Him right. again, <clears throat> right? But but the way that we understand Him is younger, so to speak, than we actually are, right? And it gets us into trouble. Because like the, the the lot of this was kicked off by the new age, sorry, the new atheist movement oh, right. back after nine eleven. Yeah. So the early mid two thousands, where you had a lot of people attacking the idea of God, and the idea of God that they were attacking was an idea of God, frankly, that should be attacked. Right. So again, these are names that uh, are kind of blasts from the past in a sense, but Richard Dawkins, mm-hmm. um, Sam Harris, uh, who are some of the other, Daniel Dennett, uh, there's another one too who I'm forgetting right now. Uh, oh, uh, Christopher Hitchens yep, who passed away. Yep. Um, these guys, the four horsemen of the new atheism, they were called, <laughs> they were really go after uh, religion in general, but certainly in the West, Christianity. Mm-hmm. And the idea of God as 
uh, well, they, they talked about the idea. Have you ever heard of the flying spaghetti monster? Yeah, oh, yes, of yeah. course. Right, right. So <laughs> you have the, all the, well, is there a flight? I believe the flying spaghetti monster. Uh, what, what's your evidence? Well, that's, I've got the same amount of evidence for that, that you've got for your God and blah, 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 blah. Um, Untrue. Not true, <laughs> but that's what they would say. But a lot of Christians were like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, you don't. Right. <laughs> well, how do you know that God is? Uh, I just do. Right. Well, I just do know the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, we have exists. to have more. We have to have more. So, Renee, especially in, okay, so this, I'm focusing briefly here on our diocese and our mm-hmm. diocesan vision, but also our diocesan planning process. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, diocesan mm-hmm. vision, lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. Mm-hmm. Slowed that down as I started. Mm-hmm. Good job. The pastoral planning process with the most amazingest awesomeness theme ever set ablaze. Mm -hmm. Unleash the fire of the Holy Spirit. Unleash the fire of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Unleash. Unleash. This is a very active verb. Yes, not verb. Sitting back. (laughs) No. God. Nope. You're kind of neat. It's it's not even a come to me, Holy Spirit. It's a unleash. Unleash. So like, when you you unleash something that's like chopping in the bit and wants to (laughs) get going, we need to, we have, I mean, God is God, right? He's not, in Mm -hmm. a way, he's not going to be leashed by us. And yet there is a real way in which I can sort of, in my own life, limit God's, God God desires my cooperation. He's not just going to do something to me Mm -hmm. without my permission. So he needs my permission to act in a powerful way in right. my life. It's like we try to contain him. Yeah, in, yeah. In uh, in fear, really, we contain him and and make him much smaller. And in this case, we contain him by our and I'm going to use another strong word here: our ignorance. Yep. Our our partial ignorance about who God is. Yep. When you stop and really ponder with the great minds of our tradition. Who God is, it's mind blow. It, it literally would blow your mind, <laughs> like. We can't fully understand it. Right. But when you start to dip your toe into the deep end of the pool, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is, he is literally, he's literally awesome mm-hmm. and incredible. So what I want to do is just, uh, we. I, I thought maybe we could get through all of this last <laughs> week, but we no. didn't. No. So I want to pick up, uh, and I'm going to, again, sort of retrace steps a little bit. And so Before you start that, can I just, please. Uh, a little bit ago, you said something about, uh, Jesus saying to Moses, not really telling Moses his real name. So if we get to heaven, I find out God's name is like Dwayne or something. (laughs) No. I'm going to be. (laughs) God's like, my name is Dwayne. (laughs) His name is Jesus. His name is I am. Okay. Uh, Well, you made it sound like he's like not telling us his real name. Like that's his. Well, he's being evasive. It it feels like he's being evasive. You're right. It it is. It is his real name. Okay. But it's a mysterious name. Just lightening the mood a slight bit before you dive into the real deep stuff there. So this is like total. <laughs> never mind. I'm sorry. Never mind. I, I was never mind. We'll talk about it after we. We'll <laughs> I will be flogged back. afterwards. I'll have you back at next week. I guess we we got this mass series. We got to finish before I get rid of you. <laughs> um, so this is uh, from an essay in a collection. Bishop Barron has this book, Bridging the Great mm-hmm. Divide, before he was Bishop Barron, when he's Father Barron. Um, and it's a collection of essays, and one of them, um, again, the title, Thomas Aquinas' Christological Reading of God and the Creature. 
Again, this is a little bit heavier theology. Mm-hmm. The title itself indicates that. Um, I, I want to just pick up where we, what we were talking about last week, though. So he's talking about how in God there is no division. Uh, God is simple in a deeper sense than we would normally think the word simple. He is the sheer act of to be itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, so Baron quotes from St. Thomas Aquinas this line. And again, this is just kind of a little bit of rehashing. Thus, it is also evident that God is not a species, nor an individual, nor is there any difference in him. Nor can he be defined, since every definition is in terms of genus and species. Baron goes on. It is here that we see, perhaps most clearly, the dismantling of the theology, the mythology, the dismantling of the mythology. You can do it. <clears throat> Try again. Take 17. <laughs> it is here that we see, perhaps most clearly, the dismantling. The reason, why do I go fast, Renee? Because I'm excited. Yes, that's true. Because this is... Yes. The dismantling of the mythology of the supreme being that takes place throughout Thomas's writings. The idea... So what this is saying, what Baron is saying, what Thomas is saying, the idea that God is a or, or even the supreme being, actually, in fact, according to the Christian tradition, is a myth... Okay. St. Thomas Aquinas, in his theology, dismantles the myth that God is the supreme being or a supreme being. Right, right. So if, if I asked you, uh, and we may have done this last week, um, if I asked you to describe describe God or define God, most of us would, well, he is the, this, the he's the greatest, he's the most awesomest, mm-hmm. he's the bestest. Hi. <laughs> that is, in fact, yes, when we're young, we use that sort of language, but as we grow in our understanding of who and what God is, we need to set aside. So this is like Paul says, mm-hmm. when I was young, mm-hmm. I ate and thought as a child, but mm-hmm. now as a man, I put aside childish, th- childish things. Mm-hmm. So as an adult, we need to have an adult version of who and what God is. Right. When, ta- when, Aqu- when Aquinas laconically tosses, what's laconically mean? Uh, you haven't read the whole thing, so I, I can't define it in context. Offhandedly, <laughs> tosses off the observation that God is not an individuum. God is not an individual. Thomas said that. Mm-hmm. When, when Aquinas laconically tosses off the observation that God is not an individual, he announces the radicality of the Christian conception of the sacred. God is not a supreme reality in, above, or alongside the world. As that reality, which simply is, God is prior to any of the splits that characterize less dramatic instances of being. God is neither above nor below the world, neither the same nor different from the universe. So, neither greater nor less than the realm of creature. Okay, just stop. Okay, if you're listening to this, Stop and and listen. Play it back. Put it on quarter time on YouTube if you need to. Listen slowly to what I just said. Because it's like, I'm not mad right now. I'm just like. (laughs) He's very intense. Yes. God isn't above or below the world. Okay. Well, yeah, he's pure spirit. So that, okay. He's not really. We talk about the up there, but he's pure spirit. He's not really up there. Okay. Okay. Fine. He's neither the same as nor different from the universe. 
Okay, we talked about this a little bit last week. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's not the same as the universe, right? Because he's God, so he's different. No. <laughs> he's not the same, right? Nor is he different from the universe. So what is he? He is from over in the producer's engineer's chair. He just is. Okay, but if it's he's not the same as, then he must be different. From, no. Yeah, but no. I did this last week. Yeah, but no. This is where you have this. So my invitation to anybody, believer or not, Christian or not, Catholic or not, I'm going to invite you to pray with this. What the heck does this mean? I don't really know. I have I have I have a sliver of a conception. Mm-hmm. And that sliver is enough to make my head explode. Right. Like where I'm like getting the way I'm getting right yes. now. <laughs> God is not different from the universe. They must be the same. No. He's not the same as, nor is he different from the universe. What the heck does that mean? I'm glad you said that because that's how I'm feeling. And I'm sure that's how most of the people in right. so listening the, this, so and watching why, are this, feeling. This, this is this is my point though. Like So we can't just sit here in our unknowing. I mean, we're never gonna fully know, but we can't just you're what you're saying is don't continue to sit here in your childlike understanding so, of it. So, oh, right. So two, and, so first yeah. of all, don't continue in the childlike the greatest. Yeah. yeah. No, he's no, he's 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 not the same nor different. Oh, uh, well then, never mind. No, 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 no. Come on. He desires a relationship. He's he's okay. Words are failing here. I'm going to use the words I just said. He's not. He's so different. He's differently different. Ooh. I don't know what that means, but that's that's the title of this episode. Differently different. There we go. And he's 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 calling to you to to draw nearer to him you'll never get to the depths so he's at the deep end of the pool and he's inviting you and me to draw closer to him and the pool's a depthless it's a bottomless pool you're never going to be able to swim to the bottom but he's 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 exhorting he's wooing me and you to draw closer to continue to go deeper and, you know, I use this image. I mean, you, you get to a certain point in a pool, especially when you're a kid. Like, okay, I'm on tippy toes. I yep. can't. No, come on. I'm here. I'm. He's, he's not trying to scare. He's not trying to confuse me. Or trick you. Or trick or, me yeah. or scare me. Mm-hmm. But, but this little glimpse, not the same as nor different from, it shows me that my little image of God is just that. It's a little image. Frankly, mm-hmm. it's an idol. Right. It's a false understanding of who and what God is. Now, it's useful when I'm young. But again, my point is now as 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 an adult, we need to put aside those those um conceptions, understandings that we had as children because they're they're not adequate to the reality, but right. when you're a child it's the best you can do. Right. Okay? And they don't suit us as adults. They don't suit us as adults. Yeah. Because so just as chi- childlike ideas in any realm of existence, when you're an adult, you're like, well, that's, that's right. That's that. That doesn't cut it anymore. Right. This doesn't cut it anymore. We're invited to more. Unleash the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Set ablaze. Grow as a lifelong Catholic missionary. 
disciple through God's love. Mm -hmm. In order to do that, I have to have an understanding of who God is. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) He's neither beloved nor the beloved. Now the same word. Neither, this was the third one. He's neither greater nor less than the realm of creatures. Yeah. Okay, so he's not less than creatures. Well, yeah, he's God. He's also not greater than the realm of creatures. What? That that one really gets me because we're always told that that we're creatures. God is God. He made us. So he has to be greater, right? So it's that's that one's really And this goes back to something <laughs> from last week that I emphasized. This is it's um what in the emergence of the course of Thomas's discussion is the surprising truth that God is in no sense either comparable to or contrastable from any of the things in the world. And that's how we know things. We compare it and we contrast. But you can't, the nature of the sheer act of to be itself, who is God, is such that you can't compare or contrast. So, so, well, we we compare because it's, it's, it's more than or less than, it's greater than or less than. But you can't compare or contrast God with things of the world. He just is. Is this why, like, when God appears to Moses as the burning bush apparent you know as a a bush not being consumed yeah like he he often appears uh but like breaks the laws of nature yep it, uh, is that a way of saying it yeah yeah it's be- because who and what he so because his he, way he, of being is different the way than the way that creatures right be. right so the in normal uh, normally the fire would consume the tree, right? the bush. But the fire as, as sort of a manifestation of God, God's way, God, so <laughs> the being of normal fire and the being of normal bush, when they come together, one pushes the other out of the way. The right. fire consumes right. the bush. But God's, so the, Uncreated being and created being are not the same. So the uncreated being can, to use an image that Baron uses later, God is able to pour himself into every nook and cranny mm-hmm. of finitude. So the, the the being of the creature that is the bush, God's uncreated being can pour itself into in a way that does not push the bush being out of the way. Or Yeah, so push... Like, which means Unless like, he wants negate to. it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, but, but because his way of being is other than, so my way of being, you know, when I, when I push this, like my, the being of my hand comes in contact with the being of the mug and it mm-hmm. moves it. But the way of God's mode of existence, he can pour himself into the being of the mug and it not. Right. Be in competition with. Right. God's being is not in competition with my being. Right. And this is an idea, I think this is part of the mythology of the supreme being. The idea of God's supreme being is he's the greatest, so he must be in competition. No, there's no competition. Even at the level of being, he bees differently. Mm-hmm. So there's no competition. I don't, when he comes into my life, I don't have to get out of the way. Right. In fact, this is the, the Eucharistic revival, the Eucharist, he dwells within me mm-hmm. in a way that does not do away, does not consume me. Just as the bush was not consumed by Moses, God, when he dwells within me through the sacrament of life, the church, his grace, especially in the Eucharist, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't replace me with himself. Right. He transforms me, but I still remain. 
the bush is different, but it remains. Mm-hmm. The same things happen. Th- th- the same thing happens with me when I am quote unquote consumed by God. Right. Okay. Due to the sheer intensity, uniqueness, and incomprehensibility of God's being, his being, he is not able to be contrasted with or compared to anything in the world. He is not a being among beings. Uh, So I want to skip ahead. What emerges from this rhetoric is the insight that God, the non-individual, God's not a thing. Right. Everything I know is a thing. (laughs) If I pull a hair from the hair, a hair on my head is a thing. The microphone in front of me is a thing. You are a thing. Mm-hmm. This pen is a thing. God is not a thing. What the heck is he? He is the sheriff to be to be himself. You thought you knew what that meant when you heard it, or you just like, well, I don't really know what that means. But I'm we're hopefully giving you so a glimpse. Say, yes. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> to be. Oh yeah. I am who I'm. Okay. No. No. Stop and ponder and even pray, Lord. There's so much more to you than I realized. Mm -hmm. Open me up to the reality of who and what you are. Mm -hmm. That's a really good prayer. Open me up to the reality of who and what you are. Because there's so, and it's, it's exciting. I mean, I, Every time, and oftentimes, Renee, when I talk about this, this is over the course, like oftentimes when I, I, I get to this part of Baron, um, when I'm talking about the nature of who God is, and it's literally after like hours, hours of, of prefatory work. <laughs> uh, and that, to be honest, it really helps. It, it's sort of like building the scaffolding and mm-hmm. then you start doing the whatever, um, but trying to just give folks a glimpse. So God, the non-individual, is Totally other and unspeakably close, closer to me than I am to myself. We say that all the time about God. And just as we come to, but even that phrase, well, God's closer to me than I am to myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's God. No, no, no. How do you get closer to me than me? Like, how, how, how do you get closer to me than me? But we say that in scripture, or we, we say it, well, and it's drawing from scripture. We say that about God, like, it, all the time. We're not walking around. You know, we don't greet each other in the hallways. Renee, hey, good to see you, Renee. God's closer to you than you are to yourself. Okay. But when we start to describe God, we'll say things like that. He's higher than the highest. He's closer than... What does that mean? Mm-hmm. The title, I think, that I ended up using it last week, I can't remember, is God. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. From a movie which... Shame on the two of you. The Princess Bride, we talked about this. Yes. It's Casey last week. Yep. Have you seen Princess Bride? The communications office needs to take time to watch this classic. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Sorry. What a way to end this episode. So I'm going to go back to that prayer. Lord, reveal your, I don't remember exactly how I put it. Open me up. Open me up and help me. Whatever. Open me up to the reality. The reality, yeah, whatever you of said. Who you rewind, are. rewind, <laughs> rewatch that part. There's so much more. Again, we could spend hours on this, but hopefully, these two episodes. And if you didn't listen to last week's, go back and watch it. Will give you a sense that there's so much more to God than we realize. Yeah, yeah, right. Renee, thanks for being here. Thanks, Doctor B. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us Ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions about today's episode or ideas for future ones. And until next time, may God bless you.